0: Welcome to the VBPH Sermon Podcast. This week, we're reposting sermons from last week's Bible conference in Prescott, Arizona. Each day this week, you'll enjoy sermons that were preached in the evening services, plus one morning seminar for our Saturday episode. Even our free subscribers will get a full week of ad-supported episodes. But if you'd like to support world evangelism with early released episodes and an ad-free listening experience, then use the links in the show notes to subscribe today. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's sermon.
1: I'm going to read is God's plan. It is timeless. How do we save the world only if we go? I want to preach a message simply entitled, "Go ye." Mark 16:15 through20, he said to them, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out. And preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Go ye. I want to look, first of all, that going is our mission. God revealed his will to mankind in the beginning, and that was fill the earth. We are to extend God's influence and his rule throughout the whole earth. He spoke that right from the beginning. Genesis 1:28, God blessed them, said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So to fulfill that mission, the only way that you can fill the earth is by going. They had to leave the garden. Abraham, the father of our faith, we see the principle of going. Genesis 12, one through three The Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, your father's house, to a land I'll show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those that bless you. Curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Here is God. He begins a relationship with them. You have to go you cannot stay and fulfill my plan in your life my plan is that you impact the entire world you have to go that shows us the pattern that relationship with god the moment you got saved you became part of his mission to expand uh, to extend his influence and our text says it always involves Going, Verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus Christ also shows us the heart of God that always involves going. John 4, 4, now he had to go through Samaria. That is not a routing issue. Which road am I going to take? It was a heart issue. There is a woman in that city. There is a city that is lost. I must go because that is the heart of Jesus Christ. God in the flesh, Luke 4 43, he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also because for this purpose I have been sent. Jesus said, I must go. There's a logic to going. Why go? Because there are people in other cities who don't know what we know. Some of you have been delivered and set free from drugs and alcohol. But there are people in other cities, they don't know that. They don't know that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. There are people in those cities, they don't know that the guilt and the torment of their mind, they can feel clean on the inside and have peace. There are people all around America that are fatherless and rejected. They do not know that someone loves them johannesburg south africa years ago in an evening service a young man Lieben brito came in 17 years old when he was nine years old he had never known his father nine years old his mother died he had been passed from relative to relative 17 years of age he came in and that night i was preaching and just simply made this statement Think about this, the God, the creator of the universe loves you. And Lieben said that was the first time in his entire life that he had ever heard that he was loved. God saved, he's preaching the gospel today because he heard the good news of God's love, yes. There are people in other nations that don't know what we know. Bound by witchcraft, ruled by fear. They're bound to religion that has no answers and no power. Listen, we cannot reach the world if we stay within the four walls. We have to go. My parents were converts, they were not raised in church. And what they longed for was to see conversions, they wanted to see people saved like they were saved. But all they knew, all they were taught was the strategies of programs to try to uh, get people inside the church. I got a picture here. This is actually my father's early ministry. I want you to see this. This is a Sunday school contest. That's my sister Sharon, she was a brain. She won all the contests, it wasn't fair. That is a giant candy bar. Because this is what my father had been taught. You have a gimmick to bring in the kiddies. And if you get the kiddies, hopefully their parents will get saved. They didn't. But that is all my father knew. Then in 1970, moved here, and he began to hear of what God was doing in California. Went on a trip uh, over in the uh, California, Los Angeles area, and uh, he heard uh, and saw for the first time music being used to draw young people in. Went to uh, Huntington Beach and saw a man named Larry Reed boldly preaching right on the beach, And this revolutionized him. This idea of taking the gospel outside the four walls, this birthed our fellowship. This is the entire basis of our fellowship. Go! Go and witness. Go across the street and witness. Go to your workmate. Go to a park, a Outreach. outreach. Find a crowd that already exists. Create a crowd somehow. But whatever you do, go and preach the gospel. See, we cannot reach the world from where we are. 1974, Mexico, the population of Mexico was 57 million people. In Prescott, Arizona, we were reaching out of 57 million, one. One Mexican had snuck across the border and came to Prescott, Arizona. Why you would choose Prescott? Not a great place to blend in. In 1974. My father had a heart to reach the world. But we were not reaching Mexico until in 1974 someone finally went across the border. Someone had to go, and when they did that, God began to minister. Right now, look at this. Right now in Mexico, there are 436 churches in Mexico. Plus they have another 30 churches in 17 nations outside of Mexico. How did that happen? Because someone said, I have to go. The Philippines. You know, Pastor Mitchell, numbers of pastors in the early days, they went to the Philippines and preached for people who were already there. And that had, uh, you know, some, it did some good, but no lasting impact. But in 1982, someone said, I will go to Manila in the Philippines. Look at this right now in the Philippines. There are 630 churches in the Philippines. Amen. Plus another 17 churches in seven other nations. Go. That is how we're going to reach the world. But you see, going is a hard issue. We must never get satisfied with what God is doing where we are. You have a crowd, do you have programs, do you have money? Don't get satisfied with that. Peter was so excited on the mount of, of transfiguration. Isn't this wonderful Jesus? The presence of God, the voice of God, Moses and Elijah, let's just stay here forever. God had to say, shut up, Peter, that is not go down the mountain because there's people who need Jesus down the mountain. It's a hard issue. We must never get selfish and refuse to go. The book of Acts, they had heard the commission that we read tonight, but they didn't go. They stayed, and it wasn't until Acts 8 that persecution broke out, and they were forced To go that they finally began to fulfill God's call. God help us if he has to arrange persecution to get us to go. That would not be okay. Israel failed in their mission as a nation. They were to bless the world and be a light to the nations and God had to move beyond them. Listen, the spirit of our fellowship is go. If we refuse to go, immediately we will start to decline Rivers of living waters, it has to flow. The spirit of our fellowship is going. January of 1981, my father, Pastor Wayman Mitchell, was making announcements, and he shocked everyone when he said, going to Perth, West Australia, is Wayman and Nelda Mitchell. We have an article from that. Here is the Prescott Courier. He didn't just say you need to go. He believed it. And that is the spirit of our fellowship. Go into all the world. Let's talk secondly, going is our method. We're not called just to get people saved. We're not just called to add people to our churches. Making disciples is a foundational part of our purpose. If you look at Matthew 28, 19, this is the companion scripture to what we read in Mark 16. The Bible says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. When revival broke out here in Prescott, the original frustration, my father was so excited, he he wanted the whole world to have what he had. He called his friends. He called everybody he knew. He said, we will help you. We'll bring bands. We'll come outreach for you. You can't believe hippies can get saved. Sinners can get saved. He was so thrilled. The mistake he made, he thought everybody would feel like he did. But the frustration as we began trying to help people to have what we have, he learned quickly there were people that didn't love what we loved. What thrilled my father's heart sinners there were people looked at that and said sinners we don't want sinners in here we got people saved if they weren't killed by those who rejected them then they wound up believing strange doctrines and being cold and dead like some of those people those people in churches were never going to do what we do My father finally said the only way it's gonna work is if we reproduce ourselves. He said what we have to have in every city and in every nation, we have to have people who share our spirit, who believe what we believe, who love what we love, who will do what we do. That is the essence of discipleship. Discipleship is spiritual reproduction. John 20, uh, 21, as the Father sent me, I send you. Literally, reproduce yourself. Do what your pastor would do if he was there. You heard a report, Nate Rush, one of my disciples the other night, he was talking about the problems in people not getting saved. And you heard him say, and so I said, this is not acceptable. And we began said, that's very good, Nate, because that's what his pastor would do if he was there. He got that from his pastor, and I got it from my pastor. Spiritual reproduction, that is what discipleship is all about. One man can only minister in one place at a time, but through discipleship, he can reproduce himself in many cities, in many nations all around the world. Our text shows us one of the most powerful keys of discipleship, and that is, disciples are made in the going. Verse 15, this is a discipleship passage. He is talking to disciples, and he says, go because disciples are made in the going. Discipleship must be connected to evangelism. Verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Listen, if you want God to use your life, you have to evangelize. From time to time, I have young men that come to me and pastor, say, "Pastor, I, I want to go, send me. I want to go." Bro, you never witness. You may be a good brother, you're not a disciple. Because disciples evangelize. That is what a disciple does. Discipleship is connected to evangelism. That's how you demonstrate your heart. Do you care about the lost enough to rearrange your schedule and go on outreach? Do you care about the lost enough to bring your neighbors, your co-workers, family, friends, enemies, anybody? Go. It is evangelism. And our text says it must involve preaching verse 15 go into all the world and preach the gospel it is the gospel declared it is not just passing paper passing invitations that may be advertising it's not evangelism it is preaching the gospel looking someone in the eye telling them about the claims of jesus christ getting them lost in their sin so you can give the gospel the good news of forgiveness from sin discipleship in our text secondly is involvement in real ministry see Bible school which we do not use is a classroom environment learning about ministry open your textbook and I'm gonna talk about the theory of ministry But it is away from people. In our text, see, disciples are made in the going. They were actually involved in ministry. They were doing it. Verse 20, they went out and preached everywhere. They were doing ministry. They were involved on outreach. They were praying for the sick. They were following up on converts. Because this is where disciples learn work. Ministry is stinking hard work. Get involved in ministry, you'll learn that. That's where you learn faithfulness. That's where you learn people skills and communication. That's where you learn teamwork. That's where you learn preaching. That's where you learn what works and what doesn't work. Go. That is why when disciples say, I want to preach, my advice, get involved in evangelism, which will get you involved in people and get involved in ministry. My father used to say that the average concert director here in Prescott in six months learns more practical skills than he learned in four years of Bible college. Because disciples are made in the going. Let's look at one more thought. Thirdly, I want to say that going is our might. And Rob Walsh notice that is the third M. It'll only happen once this year. Please notice that. Mission method might. I just do not do that. It popped into my head. It must be because Rob was going to be here. Our text says there is a supernatural blessing on us as we go. There is spiritual life in going. There is spiritual health. John 7:38, "He who believes in me, as the scripture says, "Out of his heart will flow." Rivers of living water. Life, if you let it flow out of you, it is alive. There's personal blessing. It is spiritually healthy to be involved in going. If you feel dry as a Christian, if you're bored, witness. Get involved in ministry that, that helps in evangelism because there's a personal blessing. There's a corporate blessing. A church that is involved in going has life flowing and it is healthy to go. You don't don't want to spend your time being self-absorbed and unhappy and critical and fighting with other people, looking for new things to entertain. If you came to conference this time and you thought for sure that someone was going to preach something, I have never heard that before. You'd be disappointed. You know what the miracle of our fellowship is? Not that every six months we teach you God is doing a new thing. You know what the miracle is? Is that for 53 years, we are still doing exactly what we started doing 53 years ago. Oh. And it still works. Did you see last night, when there are guys, they're doing something. Why? Why would you want to do something else? It works. There is a blessing on our mission Our text says God works with us when we go. Verse 20, they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. The Lord working. It is the word energy, divine power. This is not a program, this is not a plan of man. It's a miracle of God. And when we obey God in going, He gives divine and supernatural power that accompanies us. There's supernatural direction. God can lead you where you need to be, to the people you need uh, uh, to speak to. Supernatural conversions. God can say what we do is an outrageous Thing. We dare to tell people the way you have been living your entire life, don't care how old you are, it probably is almost all wrong. You need to change everything. Who would do that? If God gets a hold of their heart, they will change. Because the Lord works with us. And then there are supernatural miracles. Verse 20, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. You know what? You go out to pioneer, I doubt you're going to impress anyone with your program. Your building will probably not be that impressive. Maybe you're going to meet in a hall that still stinks like sweat from the karate class the night before. (laughs) Who would want to come and follow untrained green rookies who are starting out with poor music, no programs, but listen, if you have miracle power that works with you, yes, because miracles validate the message and the messenger. I recently watched a testimony of someone, this lady was witnessing and she was witnessing to a lady who said, absolutely not, I'm a witch, but the girl witnessing to her was a Pentecostal, she believed in the gifts of the Spirit, and she said by supernatural knowledge, she said, you've just been diagnosed with a lump in your breast and you're very worried about it. And the witch's eyes got wide. She said, I can pray for you. She prayed and the lump disappeared. The witch got saved. Amen. Because miracles validate the message and the messenger. God can release supernatural money. If you need money, can I tell you something? God will never work with you to supply miraculous money unless you're involved in going. But if you're involved in going, and if you're involved in sending so other people can go, God can release miracle money. July 2022, in this conference, right here on the stage, Joseph and Tapazio Harper, they were announced to go to Potip. Texas. They went there, launched out of Les Uptanes church in San Antonio, went there, could not find a building that they could afford, began meeting in, a, in an apartment community room, but then uh, uh, they had to stop meeting there. Driving around town, he found an old Church of Christ building that had a sign, but no phone number, it didn't look like anybody was using it, got a, sign, a picture of this building This is the building that he found in Petit. Began to ask around. Finally, someone put him in touch, said, I know someone who uh, goes to that church. He called his pastor. He said, I've arranged, I'm gonna go ask these people uh, about renting the building. But he asked, he said, Pastor uh, Uptain, I want you to believe with me. I'm gonna believe God that they're gonna give me the building. Help me to pray. And Pastor Uptain is honest. He said, I didn't really believe it, but I prayed anyway met with a very old couple and explained why he was there to pioneer. And he said, I would like to rent that building. The old lady looked at him and said, why don't we just give it to you? (laughs) Amen. Joseph thought that they were kidding, but she said, give me your mother church name and address. I'll have my lawyer draw up the papers and mail them to you. Less than a week later, he said, I got the properly recorded deed from the county, making us the owners of the building, free and clear, no debt, and it comes with nearly three acres of land. Look at the picture inside. This is the church inside. Amen. The Lord working with them. I'm going to tell you, our God is a miracle worker. God can give you miracle converts, miracle deliverances, miracle guidance, miracle money, miracle buildings, but only if we go. How many of you say, let's go? (laughs) Praise God. Let's bow our heads right now. Thank God.
0: Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays,